0: I'm supposed to feel I'm not to I'm not to I'm not to Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Starbucks. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rizzotti. Jim, happy Monday. Good morning for the very first time in a long time. How you doing?
1: Yeah, I don't think we've been on since uh, the cutch news broke. That was our last right. episode of Starbucks. So, yeah, spring's here. We've got, we have games, actual games start later this week. So we do like baseball's yeah, back, baseball's back. I love this is it. Pretty exciting times. It really is. And I was, I mean, you kind of get a sneak peek because, so this weekend was opening weekend for, you know, college baseball, which, you know, one, I'm a fan of the weather was nice here. So I went and saw, saw a Louisville game on Saturday. But then on top of that, Pirates have number one pick, so it's right. like you know there's a couple people who are worth watching right now. So yeah, it's uh it's
0: exciting. It's exciting to actually watch real baseball again. It it definitely is. Like you said, it is all back. Whether you're a college fan or not, I'm not quite the college fan. Um, but like you said, it's it's Columbus baseball here. The big thing though, Pirates have the number one overall pick jimothy i don't know if you've heard i don't know if you've seen anyone talk about who the pirates would take at number one already on february 20th but the pirates do have the number one pick so i mean there's definitely is some interest and some intrigue on this upcoming college baseball season because it could help to say for who the pirates take now if you think it's just way too early to be talking about that like myself then you're probably smart <laughs> but but (laughs) excuse me again uh, it's it's gonna be nice to watch these players develop and see what happens see what develops more or less as well so this upcoming draft does approach you know some insight so and you can do that jim you can actually check out our youtube page and see some of these guys
1: yeah so a little uh little ns9 uh plug here but uh yeah north shore nine youtube page Every week you'll see, you know, weekly Dylan Cruz highlights. Dylan Cruz, outfielder for LSU. He's kind of right now the consensus number one prospect in the draft. Uh, but on top of that, you'll also see some uh, some uh, Chase Dolander highlights as well. So we've got his entire first start t- pitcher for Tennessee, number one pitching prospect in the draft. His entire start. Is clipped up. You can see every bat from his first start, and it takes you like two and a half minutes. So, yeah, come to our page. We'll have plenty of draft content if you want that. But we're not really going to talk too much about that right now because we are still a ways away. But if you want your uh, Dylan Cruz and Chase Dolander content,
0: we got it for you. There you go. Yes, I like it. So let's move on and forward. So last week was spring. um, Last week was pitchers and catchers. Today spring training is official. Everyone is in camp, Uh, so it's good to see. And that was, I think, Alex's biggest takeaway was seeing how many actual position players were in camp. Um, But yeah, as as of yesterday, everyone was there. Mm -hmm. You got to see all the pictures, all the videos, all the content from spring training. You know what, Jim? I'll say, like, it's it's improved. It's not that grainy anymore you know it's pretty up close these days the quality's good thank you tim cook thank you everyone at apple <laughs> yeah.
1: it's it's definitely a little higher quality than you know a decade ago there's okay. still some clips though cuz like you've got to get your video like behind a fence so sometimes your your camera's focusing on the fence and then you got like a a blurry figure in
0: the background i've i've you know noticed some of that stuff but yeah it's getting a little bit better I feel like now the camera improvement has improved enough that that's not the biggest takeaway. Like you're not looking and saying, Oh my God, like I can't be really like, make this out. I feel like the camera, the, the video portion is pretty on point. Um, so now like the biggest takeaway is the audio portion, right? So the video is good enough that now you're hearing all the wind swirling and, and, and everything. It's like, Oh my God, this audio is so terrible. So I, I feel like that's the next improvement on spring training videos
1: yeah that that's what we need we need like uh what are the the microphones with the stick <laughs> the boom the boom yeah we need more of those maybe they just install around pirate city <clears throat> just like a a big wall to block wind maybe that that's the trick
0: wall <laughs> <laughs> build the wall <laughs> build the wall i'm down for it oh. but uh yeah, it's it's cool. It's again, it's a great time of the year because the spring training's back. Um, so I don't know. I guess maybe there's some things we can talk about. Maybe let's wrap up some news and notes around um pirates. Okay. One of the biggest things is G Man Joy. Obviously, the arbitration hearing. We already talked about he wasn't going to the WBC. Um, but one of the things with that was the fact that you know he still isn't even under contract. He's got to go through arbitration. So that happened. Um, the pirates won now be it. I think based off, if you want to talk about projections, right? I mean, I think the pirates based off the projection gave a very fair offer. So it wasn't, wasn't anything. I think most people felt like he didn't deserve in that aspect. Um, he came in higher, of course though, but the pirates won the case.
1: Yeah. So like arbitration champions, that's for pirates. But, um, Right. No, I, this 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 isn't the pirates taking Brian Reynolds to arbitration. You know, this is a this is a totally separate um, situation here. Uh, I think the pirates. I agree. The pirates made an extremely fair offer to G Man Choi. They actually offered over what um, you know people were projecting Choi to even make this season. So fair offer by the pirates. I think Choi was just like, eh, I'm making more than I was supposed to. Maybe I can make even a little bit more. Um, you know. John Drecker brought up a good point on, on Twitter the other day when we were talking about this uh from Pirates Prospects. And and yeah, I mean maybe that's what happened here. Choi was like, you know what? They offered me more than what I kind of thought they were. So let's just go for more and see what happens. Like there's there's no no harm in that. Um he didn't win his case, the Pirates won, but he'll be making $4.65 million at the end of the day, which is again
0: a very fair number for. G-Man Choi. Right. Agree. So there's that. Um, other than that, I don't think there's really a whole lot of news to talk about, Jim. Anything that you. <sighs> um, news. I mean, there's like some, we've got like some best shape of
1: our life content, you know, coming up. So,
0: you we'll know, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if, we'll, if that's going to be a whole other segment later on in the show, but uh, it looks like Hayes is among that category, which is cool to see. Um, I saw Will C- Will Crow best shape of his life as well. Lost twenty five pounds this off season.
0: So I didn't see the Will Crow. Yeah, Will there. Crow
1: lost twenty five pounds. Um, so
0: yeah, between those want two, Will Crow losing twenty five pounds. I yeah,
1: know. I mean, if Will Crow can lose twenty five pounds and it, it helps out his, it, he doesn't drop any velocity or anything like that, then. Sure, I mean, you want more athletic guys on the mound, I guess, but um, yeah. So that'll, I I guess, the Crow news is going to be more. You know, does that affect his velocity at all? Because you don't want it to, right? It's not like Will Crow was overweight or anything by any means. He was a he was a bigger guy, but he he could lose weight. But yeah, if he bulked up, got more athletic, who knows? That could that could help
0: potentially. Yeah interesting I'd uh, like to look at more into that then yeah i didn't know about the will crow uh but again it wasn't like he was vintage cc C. sabathia out there so yeah. you know like I, I didn't look at him and say man if he could lose some weight so yeah i'm wondering what he looks like right now and like you said how that might affect him um and like you said obviously brian hayes is the story like that's the guy who showed up and i mean before he even showed up right people were seeing the ig photos and it was like oh boy oh boy breakout season for cabrian hayes so yeah that's something i'm interested in with cabrian hayes as well i mean i don't know if i particularly see where it was like man if he could bulk up and hit the ball harder he already hits the ball hard you know like alex right. Morales like said if it really is like the mechanics and such like if he gets the ball in the air he already had you know the exit velocity and such but for health reasons and all other reasons too that's that's pleasant to see um I think it was more or less confirmed by speculation about Rowan Z. He, he has balked up a little bit. So that was another one who, okay, that makes sense. That was, got me excited um, because he's going to have a bigger workload this offseason or this upcoming season. Who else, uh, best shape of their life? Uh, Derek Shelton. Derek Shelton. Um, best,
1: best shape of his life. So that's, that's good to see. Um, I mean, shit. Dude, I'm down 10 pounds this year. Best shape of my life. Well, no, I'm not not the best shape of my life. But but I'm in better shape right now than I was January 1st.
0: Best shape in a while. (laughs)
1: I'll take that. Same. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, so I'm gearing up for spring training, too.
0: Well, congratulations, Jim. Are you also going to be catching?
1: Uh, No, no catching for me. Oh. Yeah. I tried it once. I was in an adult Speaking, this is just getting off on of a tangent. I was in an adult men's baseball league, played two seasons in it. It was a 25 and over league. And uh, you know, the team I, I knew the first baseman on the team, and he was like, We we actually are one player short this year. And I was like, Well, I would love to play. And he goes, Can you catch? And I was like, Yeah, sure, I can catch. No not, idea, right? Never caught in the corner. Not, in your life. not a not a catcher. The when the pitches were thrown. To me, it was just fine. Calling pitches, you know, catching the ball was fine. Balls in the dirt, not for me, DiNardo. Sorry to hear. Yeah,
0: it was a, it was an extra base every time, there was someone on base. <laughs> I could uh, certainly never catch. I have weird knees. I don't want to say bad knees because I feel like if I say bad knees, it gives a false impression almost that
1: mm-hmm.
0: I really don't. Like, they don't hurt. They don't bother me and such. But um, I can't, like, bend down for long periods of time. And even by long, like, like a minute is being long, you know, like how you squat down and maybe like work on something. I feel like if I, if I sit down long enough in that position, I I would pass out. Like I get very lightheaded.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, it's definitely, um, so this is another thing too. Just, just by doing that for two seasons as a 20, I was probably, I was probably 30 years old at the time. Um, it gave me a brand new respect for catchers that I really didn't have before. Like I knew it was a tough position. You know, it's probably tougher than you know. I played second base, third base, like first base my whole life. Um, but catching, it's crazy. Like you, like when I would go up to bat just after catching, yeah, you're, you're, it's you can you can on you know the toll that it takes on your knees. Like it's even batting is different because it's like, yeah you're just like your legs
0: are just tired. So yeah. Shout out to all the catchers out there. There you go. Yeah. Personal experience, lifetime catcher, Jim Rizzotti. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so outside, I don't think there's any more, like you mentioned, best shape of their lives that I know of. Not, nothing too impressive per se. Yeah. That's all I've
1: seen. Yeah. Um, I mean, outside of that, like you always want to kind of look like, like Touch looks just like he always has. Like he, he looks good. Um, I think, you know, we'll probably get into this a lot, but, you know, the, the, the cool, there's some cool stuff coming out of spring training that we're seeing. Um, one of them being, you know, the veteran presence. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I definitely want to talk about that. Yeah. Like let's kind of, kind of go into that. We're seeing, you know, Rich Hill give uh, pitching advice to players and, and, you know, you can you, you can see that they're 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 sitting down with each other, holding baseballs, looking at grips, things like that. Um, you've got Andrew McCutcheon playing catch with with Key Brian Hayes. Uh, you've got we haven't really seen too much Santana stuff yet. I feel like, but you know, I've got to yeah, imagine. I think he I mean. arrived Saturday. Was it? Yeah, it was so later. He was a late, a little bit later of an arrival. <clears throat> but I think just having like having players like that in in your camp and them still being able to contribute right like there's a difference between having maybe a veteran who sucks and a veteran who's good and like they've they've been there before and they've had success and like it's I don't know I think before like when I was younger I thought veteran presence was kind of just like a myth and it didn't really mean much but kind of the longer I've watched (laughs) baseball the more it's like you know because you see what you know whether it's whether it was real or not, like you, you see, like what Justin Verlander helped, you know, Houston Astros pitchers with, like in his time there, and and we can argue was Verlander giving them cheating advice or not. It doesn't matter. Like Verlander was giving them advice on how to be better, right? Um, and so it's like stuff like that where the Pirates just, I feel like, had been <clears throat> have been missing out the last few years. They've had a ton of young players competing for opportunity and playing time, but they never really had anybody show them what it's like to be a major league baseball player. And now they have that
0: multiples of them as well. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm hundred percent with you, <clears throat> excuse me, but you're hundred percent right here. Like for how long this rebuild has missed this. And you, you can argue. And I saw someone like post on Twitter. Cause that was my comment, you know, the other day when uh, I think it was justice's video uh, of Rich Hill, like, you know, like showing his grip to Luis Ortiz, I believe it was, or somebody, and it was just like you know this is what the Pirates organization has been missing for so long, and again like you can make the argument like okay well Q was here last year Quintana right pitching staff loved him and true like it's it's been here I think in like bits and pieces so sure like Quintana was one of them, and maybe the only one of them. <laughs> I mean really think about it like <clears throat> most of the guys they brought in, but even before then, no pleasure. I mean, do you really want to count Vogelbach? Not really, you know. I, like yeah he's been around but it's not like he's not he's no cut He's no richill mm-hmm. he's no Austin hedges right like in that sense and and again it's we're not talking about this one guy in quintana we're talking about multiples right we're talking about richill we're talking about touch we're talking about choy who's now in santana who's now in uh and again hedges like there's multiple people there's multiple voices there's a personality for everybody right and and that's what i really like about this and and again it's not just one voice not everybody going to jose uh, quintana It's literally all these guys in camp. You turn and there's someone to talk to. And I feel like that's the biggest takeaway so far. Because, again, on February 20th, right, when just pitches and catches are reported, there's not a whole lot you can really talk about. That's why we're talking about guys in the best shape of their life, right? Because this is all you get to see. And the biggest takeaway I've been noticing from what I can see right from these clips is just the communication, like the vets out there especially Austin Hedges. And this isn't, again, like it's it's Austin Hedges. And when you just mentioned how it's veterans who don't stink, right, they're good. Austin Hedges is kind of that mold where maybe he's not too good. We know he's not too good. He handles the pitching staff very, very well. And that's I'm okay with because of Indy and Henry coming up and such. But um, yeah. I just feel like that dude is just taking like his role by the reins. Like that guy understands right. why I'm here. It's not because I'm a good player. Like he pretty much is putting out there, like, if these guys take what I'm giving them and turn themselves into 10 year careers, I've done my job and I can be proud of it. Now I'm kind of paraphrasing like what he said, but like that with what he was saying just spoke to me. It's like he knows what he's here for and it's to really develop these guys. And that's what's gonna be prideful for him. And and you're just seeing all the communication he has with all the pitchers and, and the catchers as you have here in the photo. Um, like I just feel he's been very vocal and a lot of guys around him. And I'm thankful that he's on the team for this uh for the young guys.
1: Yeah. Um I mean let's let's not be around the bush. Austin Hedges is a terrible hitter. <laughs> Right? yeah I think we I think we did the math the other day, and I don't know if we said this on the show, but in the last five seasons he is the worst hitter in major league baseball, so you know that's that's not the type of value that he's going to bring to a team, but yeah, I mean looking at this, you know you've got you've got him right in the middle between your two guys that you're kind of banking on uh you know taking over you know, not only the catcher position, but maybe another position because you want both of these guys playing, but uh, you know, you've got Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez and the more time I think they can spend with someone like Austin Hedges, who is good at handling a pitching staff is good at communicating with pitchers is good at framing and just, you know, everything that you want to see out of a catcher, you know, not including the offensive part of the game, right. Austin Hedges does, does possess. Um, And, and, I don't. I'm not against Austin Hedges being on this team by any means. I think Austin Hedges would make a great backup catcher to Andy Rodriguez for opening day. Correct. Um, like that's that's unfortunately we'll probably have to go through two months of at least two two and a half months of Austin Hedges being the everyday starting catcher. But um, but yeah, just like being able to spend an entire big league camp, um, you know, Hedges with not only the pitchers but with Davis and Andy Rodriguez, which is kind of a similar situation to last year. Like you, you heard that all last season, how much everyone loved uh, Roberto Perez and how much he meant to everybody else. So just a, like I said, similar situation. And uh, in, in like I said, the pirates are banking on these two guys being good and productive. Like they kind of have to be right. Uh, so anything that they can do to kind of soak up that position a little bit
0: more uh, is is fine by me yeah 100 you know you're talking about the two catchers i mean they're very important to this rebuild henry and Andy. so him being in that position like what he can teach them is very important uh especially them being on the cusp but i'm with you like uh, there's no argument i think it would be ideal to have Andy as a starting catcher and hedges as the backup but it's not going to be that way to begin with. But the spin it is right on the pitching staff as well. You know, I think if you haven't seen like the, the Holderman video the Pirates put out there, that was kind of insightful in that just like the way he works with pitchers. And you're hearing feedback that the pitchers are loving working with him. So, again, for what it is, he's he's going to be a big part of the team in that aspect, not production wise. It's it's behind this, the scene stuff, it's the stuff that this team has been missing for. How long? So it's like I'm. I'm thankful that that's now part of this clubhouse, and that's just one of them. Again, like Rich Hill, there's another one, as Connor pointed out. It was uh, Oviedo. He was probably showing his the curveball too, I assume. But but anyways, like just Rich Hill's been very very vocal out there, and it seems as if he knows exactly what his role is as well. It's uh, I'm I'm still a productive pitcher. I'm out here to produce, but I have a lot of knowledge, and I'm gonna give everyone on this team as much as it as as I can. So uh yeah, another picture. This is the one I was referring to. Just already like what he's what what this team could maybe learn from him. As everyone came, you know, came together and learned from Q last year. Like Rich Hill's got a lot of knowledge to soak up.
1: Yeah, Richelle's been in the league for a long time. You know, the Pirates put out that video like year nineteen. This is year nineteen for <laughs> Richelle, um, and like he's ha- he's had a lot of success. I think when we when he was originally signed, we went through it. Like he's had like ten straight good seasons. Like it's not like he was just a flash in the pan. Like he's been good now for he's been a, he's been good to serviceable for a really long time now. So. Yeah, a lot of stuff that, that everybody can learn from Rich Hill. I mean, anytime you have a what is he, forty-two? Yeah. Anytime I was gonna say you
0: have to be pretty good for a decent right. long time That's, to be forty-two yeah. and still playing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like in order to be playing major league baseball at age forty-two, you've gotta you gotta know some stuff and you've gotta be good at executing that stuff. So yeah, the more the more you can soak in from Rich Hill, the more you can soak in from Austin Hedges, I think all around those those two can be a positive for this pitching staff, which is pretty young. I mean, you've got a lot of young guys that you're banking on uh, in in this pitching staff, not only in the rotation, but in the bullpen too.
0: And let's be honest too, even the not so young guys, like think about Mitch Keller, he's not too young, but there's a lot that he can learn. Like he really hasn't had that guy around outside of like Quintana last year. You know, I mean, he's been much like how we talk about like Reynolds and Key and such, you know, it's like they've been on this team, lost yeah learning on their own right seeking help from other organizations and other players clay holmes so like mitch Keller might not be young but there's still a lot that he can learn from these guys too
1: yeah also shout out to justice a friend of the show justice de los santos excellent
0: photography so far this spring both of those both of those photos are from him yes wonderful photos even better captions good job justice yeah just wanted to make sure he got credit for those. Yes, for sure. Um, but but again, like going to the the veteran presence and such, like this is this is such a big difference from last year. Like this is what has me excited about this year. Not only that, you know, there's gonna be some internal development and some people getting a little bit better, the guys that they brought in as far as veterans are actual better players, right? But they're not like they're <laughs> Kutch is still Kutch what he is today, right? Choi is the reason he's making $4.6 million. You know, it's not like these guys are great players. They're better, but yeah. it's like all this stuff that they bring is what this rebuild needs. And that's what has me so excited for this year. It's like, again, I keep going back. If you're one who's pissed off about all this stuff that has happened over the years, right, <laughs> running guys back to home plates instead of just tagging first base, uh, you know cell phones sunflower seeds just mindless pop-ups like stupid things like that these guys around the clubhouse probably helps that
1: yeah i mean you, you talk about those things too and it's those aren't just like little things here and there those add up to wins and losses throughout the course of the season so um yeah i'm 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 excited to see what this team can do Let's say i'm not anticipating them you know making the playoffs or anything but i think we should at least see some better baseball this year hopefully we see some really strong performances out of individuals that you know they kind of need strong and strong performances from you know you've got some some guys that we haven't seen before that are hopefully going to make the make the majors at some point this season um, and you've got some young pitchers with some really good stuff that you kind of look to you know cement some sort of role in this organization going forward too so Yeah, a lot of stuff to look forward to. And then just to kind of go back to where we started in the beginning, like I'm just excited for baseball. Like the crack of the bat, the the ball, the grass, all that stuff,
0: man. Like I love it. You know what, Jim? You're making me kind of salty. And it might not be you because I feel like that's a Tyler thing. I almost swear to God remember saying – something almost word for word of what you just said like a year ago and getting trolled for saying it might have been tyler that seems like it wouldn't have been me yeah it wouldn't have been me no no i mean like because you go through like your whole the whole winter
1: right you go through winter and it's just like i mean you live in florida so it's a little different because you know you don't really have a winter but you know you go through winter it's cold it's dreary you go like two months or so without seeing the sun and then all of a sudden you see you know it's spring training it's sunny there's people playing baseball the weather's nice it's
0: just uh it's just great to see great to see no i mean you're right you are you're right the grass is getting greener mm-hmm. it's getting warmer and then during it you get an hour back of of sunlight right daylight savings there time or go. whatever spring goes no forward. you
1: actually spring goes forward
0: so you lose an hour no you're getting an hour oh, of daylight okay. but you lose an hour of your life you <laughs> <I> do <laughs> that sucks but you're talking about not seeing the sun and you know you're right no, you're an right. hour of sun yeah. in that time frame so yeah yeah, yeah you're right and that hope is eternal exactly. unless
1: yeah maybe not eternal. not eternal but right it's but you
0: know i'm, I'm hopeful in the sense of again taking the season for what it is maybe just talk about that like what makes this a successful season because clearly it's not as if like playoffs are the expectation. It's not like, okay, this team needs to make playoffs. Um, But like, what would you, when we talk about this team in, in middle of October, right? during to wrap up, like how would you define if this season was a success? Because last year, I don't think was at all. We talked about it Mm -hmm. and we knew they weren't going to be good anyways, and they weren't good. What would make this team a success heading into this year?
1: I think there's a, there's a, there's a handful of things that, the Pirates kind of need to happen. One, they do need to take a step forward, like in the actual wins and loss column. Um, they need to win at a bare minimum. They need to win 70 games. You know, ideally they're they're closer to 75, right? So like they need to take a pretty good step towards uh, being competitive. Because uh, I mean, if you, you win 75 games this year, then next year you get... Five to ten games better, and boom, you're a playoff contender, right? So that that's yeah, that's not that's, like that huge jump. Yeah, like that's something they need to do this year. They need to get, they need to get as close to that seventy five win mark as they possibly can. Um, I think O'Neal Cruz. These like that he's a big story. Like he's a lot hinges on O'Neal Cruz with this organization. Like O'Neal Cruz. It would be really, really nice. Like, yeah, he's a stack cast star. Only everybody loves talking about him. Everybody loves watching him, and he is good. Like, you, you look at his numbers last season, and you you, you spread it out over a course of a season, and you will take that from O'Neill Cruz, right? But if O'Neill can can take like that next step to where he becomes kind of like that next superstar, right? And he starts being mentioned in the same breath as people like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and um, you know, Tatis and, and Acuna, like if he can somehow reach his, which that is his potential. Like, yes, we're talking about a 40 home run power guy. That's his potential. Like, um, so if he can take that step forward, then that will go a long way. Uh, I think Rowan Z Contreras is a big guy to watch this year too. Like, can he get through the entire season healthy? And can he just kind of keep progressing and, and being a, a good major league starter. Uh, and then there's, there's your prospects too, that are kind of, are, are they good? Are they not? And, and, you know, Henry Davis falls in that category. Nick Gonzalez falls in that category. Uh, you've got some people who, you know, are important to this organization, uh, that, you know, need to kind of, uh, put up or shut up at some time soon because they're going to be needed. Like they're going to need those guys. Uh, but yeah, I, I think this is a big year for them. this' is a big year for Derek Shelton because yeah, if they don't is. make that big jump and if they if they if they don't see improvements from a you know a player to player standpoint for the people who are important, um, you know this could be the last year Derek Shelton's the manager, right and then you you replace him with somebody who can do the job. but yeah, I, I, a lot of stuff to watch this year, honestly.
0: And let's let's go to the Hayes one. I think it's a big year for him too. Didn't even mention him. Yeah. We've talked about that, but yes, that's another one. I mean, he's he's going to become the veteran rather quickly on this clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, and we know what his glove can do. We know that basically his floor is a three word player of just showing up and playing defense. But part of the reason, like part of the excitement for him bulking up, maybe he can stay healthy. Just I mean, again, just in general, a, a third baseman who has some weight behind him. Maybe he turns into a bit of a power hitter to some degree, or just a hitter in general. But you know, when Neil Walker was on here talking about like, you know, he could see this fit, Andrew McCutcheon coming in and you know, maybe being a big help for Cabrian Hayes. And so that going back to spring training, right? Things that we saw, that was something that stood out too. Who was the first thing you saw with Cutch playing catch with? Cabrian Hayes. And, and like immediately I'm like, oh boy. Like what Neil just talked about, like, are we going to see this come to fruition? Like he's coming up and show up in the the camp, much bigger and bulkier, right? The guy looks like a unit right now. Um, So, you know, he's, he's ready. You talked about, I said, you talked about, I heard somewhere, someone talk about where he took a lot of these things personal, like said about him or whatever. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and and now he's here in camp and Kutch is there playing catch them as like is Kutch really going to take key under his wing now. Um, so Cabron Hayes a big one? Like if he can turn around and become that dude, that's a, that's a big question answered heading into 2024. So I'm with you with all of that as well. Um, to me, if I were to say like a win total right now, I think I'm sitting at 72. Um, I think 70, like you said, is the floor. I think 75 is realistic. I think I'm sitting at 72 comfortably right now which is still an improvement but that still shows like where the pirates are like let's not talk about anything about playoffs Let's not i don't even think not that anyone thought before but i don't think this has like a baltimore's orioles feel of 2022 either where it's like you know maybe things come together and they can be good um but i think things can come together and you can see quality baseball this year opposed to all the other years this is something i really want to talk about though jim so you're talking about O'Neill Cruz and the stratosphere that he can be, you know, the tattoos and such. So he's coming in and saying, you know what? My goal is to be a 30, 30 guy or hell. You know what, Jim, forget that. I want to be a 40, 40 guy of these comments. I want to, I'm interested. What do you, what do you take from that?
1: Um, I mean, I love it. I mean, that's, that that's a lofty goal to set for himself but it also like you look at what he's capable of doing and i don't know if i don't know 40 40 like he'd really have to pick up his stolen base numbers to get to that but like you look at 30 30 though and you're like yeah i could i could see that i mean the guy definitely has 30 plus homer power potential like absolutely does um 40s probably you know, where his high end would be, but definitely 30 stolen base wise. That's going to be the issue. 10 stolen bases last year in 87 games, but stolen bases is going to get a little bit easier this year too. We get less, uh, less pickoffs, um, less space in between bases because of the, you know, them getting a little bit bigger. So, yeah, maybe the stolen bases numbers gets up. I, I think 2020 is like a shoe in for Cruz. Like, I think he's he walks to a 2020 season. Which is very impressive. Very, very impressive. 30 um, 30 would be pretty amazing. Um, but again, like you look at him and you're like, yeah, he could do it.
0: That's, <clears throat> excuse me. That, I mean, for two things. For one, him saying this, like that's what you want your guy to say. Like, I don't want to come to camp and be like, well, you know, just want to work on something. And that's not what Cruz is. Like maybe, maybe Brian Reynolds or Brian Hayes, right? The soft softest spoken. You know Well, I just want to come in and do my best whatever like this guy's coming in' he's like, listen, I want thirty, thirty. I want to push myself like he he you're talking about the tatises and vlad and stuff like he wants to be that too. That's the thing. and that comes from even Shelton and Charrington like they talk about like he wants to be that dude. And so he's coming into camp and saying, I want to be a 30-30, 40-40. So for one, like you're seeing, like he really wants to be this person. He has goals that may be lofty to you. Um, but that's good. Like I want lofty goals, right? That's what I'm going to strive for. I want to come and say, oh, I'm, oh, no, Cruz, I want a 2020 season. Okay. So you don't really want to try hard. <laughs> like that's what you're telling me. Like if you want a 30-30, 40-40, I try out, But again, 30-30 does not seem outside the realm. Like it's as crazy it sounds. Like when's the last pirate has had a 30-30 season? And then you're talking about Ono Cruz in his second year, and it's like, oh yeah, like I I see that. For one, with the, the power, like you're mentioning the 30 stolen or 30 uh home runs. I'm not saying you can do that in sleep, but like I think 30 is very obtainable. The stolen bases, right? He had 10 in only 87 games, but you're saying the bigger bags, which I think will help, but also like he got on base 29% of the time last year. If he also develops and becomes a better player and does more of what he did his last month of the season he's on he's on base more he has more mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say attempts I guess but you know more times he can make the attempt to get us on base more opportunities yeah. I don't like I don't look at 30 30 and be like that's dumb it could happen 40 40 might be a little rough. I can see the 40 home runs at some point. 40 stolen bases is still a lot of stolen bases, regardless. But I mean, he does have the speed. Like it's mm-hmm. I'm not saying like that will never happen in his career ever. It's probably not. It just it doesn't happen. That's why 4040 club is quite exclusive. That's why Jay-Z's club is called 4040. So I'm not gonna bank and put money on him He can do it, but like 30 30, even the second year, if we're talking in, in the middle of October about his 30 30 season. I'm not shocked by it yeah I mean
1: there's a I said I think he walks to 2020 to answer your question who the last pirate 30 30 was it was Barry Bonds. so that it, it had to have been there's nobody there's nobody who's done it since then Kutch would have gotten close maybe a couple times but but he not oh yeah he said it was yeah Kutch, Kutch was 2020 I think before and and I think Marte put up a 2020 season but yeah, 30 30. There's only a handful of guys in the league again who are even capable of doing a season like that. And it's Ronald Acuna Jr., Fernando Tatis, Julio Rodriguez, and maybe like Kyle Tucker and Bobby Wood Jr. can be thrown in that mix as well. But like that's the list. <laughs> like that's it. Uh, and so O'Neill Cruz ha- is is in that list of guys who you can say realistically he
0: could do this. And that's a pretty crazy list to be with. It is. But I think a lot of it comes down, especially the stolen base part is more is play discipline, right? How is he going to improve on that to get on base more to have more Mm -hmm. stolen base attempts? Um. So, yeah, I just want, I definitely want to touch on that quote from him. That's all. Um, Yeah. But i'm with you as far as like the productive season i think it's just a lot on player development like that's player development player development i'm not looking too much at wins and losses uh just the fact that like you said like there has to be some improvement like to me 70 is like that floor unless there's some crazy excuse that you know well this person got hurt that person went to jail this which again that's not outside the realm either Uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for this yeah, recent years but you know what i mean like unless there's some crazy outside excuse of why to get the 70 wins like 70 should be that floor it has to be because again if you have brian reynolds on this club for two more years like playoffs got to be coming they have to be coming that's got to be in your thought for next year so yeah. uh so the wins and losses again don't mean too much but To some degree in that that aspect, but yeah, player development, like the catching side, like is there going to be an answer next year for catcher? Is is Indy the answer? Does Davis have some answer to it? Like, can he help? Is he a baseball player? Is he a hitter? Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's got me excited.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to games where uh, because this this happened a lot last year where I would get upset, you know, the team wasn't playing well. and and losing games that they should have won. And then you'd get some annoying person on Twitter who would be like, yeah, but it's actually a good thing they lost because then it increases their chances at the first overall pick. They're tanking, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear that anymore. (laughs) I don't want that reply said to me ever again. I don't want any more tanking. I want to actually try to win baseball games.
0: There you go. Yeah, there you go. We don't even need to explain why that's dumb on the team level because you as a player or a manager should never go out there trying to lose because I don't want losers in my clubhouse. Maybe at a GM aspect, yes, and that's why you put those terrible players together. But I never want my players saying losing is okay. So let's just not have those conversations anymore this year. I'm good with that. I like it all right <clears throat> what else we got to talk about
1: that's it <laughs> that's it yeah um Now i'm excited uh i i I booked a impromptu weekend down in bradenton in a couple weeks so yeah i couldn't wait for our one week that we're going to be down there as a uh as a team you know so i'll be down there in two weeks i'm excited um
0: yeah, I'm just. What I said, to... most likely. <clears throat> excuse me. Jeez. I'll uh, most likely I'll be there too. Yeah, so excited to watch some baseball. So we'll come down and watch some Phillies, and then of course in four weeks, March nineteenth, the twenty, well twenty sixth. Now <laughs> we're gonna be down in uh, yeah. Bradenton. All the whole NS nine crew, and if you're down there that
1: week, at some point that week, we're gonna try to get like some sort of uh, event together.
0: Right. That's the the hope. It's the plan. Yeah. Plans can change, but that is the plan. Yep. Yeah. For sure. So hit us up. If you're going to be at the Phillies game in two weeks, we'll probably be at the game. Both of us. Jim will definitely be there. And then uh, in in a month, March 19th to 26th, any of those games or just in Bridgington in general, we'll be down there. So let's, uh, let's have some fun. Hell yeah. All right. Well, other than that, then, appreciate you all watching check out the youtube channel it's gonna to be tons of content this spring and of course for the season as well um so if you haven't subscribed yet do that you dumb dumb and uh we'll see you guys later bye-bye see you guys